Hey, thank you for joining me on another episode of Crosstalk 802. I'm your host as always, James Cross. It's a rainy May 19th, 2022. Today I'm going to discuss the tragedy that happened over the weekend in Buffalo and the victims and discuss who the victims are because I don't believe that the who they are is being talked about enough and our politicians and our leaders are trying to make it about the shooters and guns and legislation when really we need to take a moment and appreciate life. I'm also going to comment on why I find it hypocritical that our leaders are all over this tragedy. I do not want to diminish this tragedy, but I do want to point out that there is also all violence is wrong. All violence against anyone, no matter what they are, what they believe, where they are, should ever be affected by violence. And if we can put a diminish to the amount of the times that it happens, we should certainly do so. And I believe by editing the way we speak and the rhetoric we speak could make a difference. Now, I'm not talking about censorship. I'm just talking about being a responsible adult and leader and morally knowing what is right and what is wrong. Also, I'm going to highlight that the Supreme Court leakage of the opinions that's up made, been made up by the justices is not a law. It is not something that has happened. It is a conclusion, an opinion piece of the justices and how they feel about this current legislation or law, I should say, and what they believe. And even if it were in effect... What is going to happen? I'm going to explain that here today on Crosstalk. Also, I'm going to talk about the Vermont uh, congressional race and the candidate I support I support, and how you can support her as well. Um, thank you for being here with me at Crosstalk. Um, hit that like button, subscribe, tell somebody about it. I say to myself, if you just tell people to tell three people, then... I can create the following and have the platform to make common sense common again. So thank you once again. Subscribe, hit that like button, donate if you can. Anything is appreciated. And I'll catch you on the other side of this intro. Not a single word that be fucking said. Stressing my opinion, not another woke minion. But this country be made up of millions. Different type of people who differ in opinion. Leadership from lacking, making wrong decisions. Now I'm asking why so many in prison. Got a government out here marrying women, taking over the same. And I also want to talk about the other tragedies that have taken place that our media, that our leaders, um, our politicians are not talking about because it doesn't fit their need. And I'm going to play this clip for you and I'll catch you on the other side of it. Subway shooter Frank James is back in federal court this afternoon. He is accused of opening fire on a crowded subway car last month, shooting 10 people and injuring 20 during a morning commute 
that turned into chaos. Of interest is in custody after a red SUV drove through the Christmas parade, killing at least five people, hurting dozens of others. Law enforcement has identified that person. Law enforcement sources that person of interest is 39-year-old Daryl Brooks. Here's the thing. Police haven't yet officially identified the person of interest they are holding, but two law enforcement officials briefed on the matter provided the identification to the AP. They spoke on condition of anonymity, anonymity excuse me, because they were not authorized to speak publicly. A law enforcement official actually earlier said investigators were examining whether the driver may have been fleeing from a crime when he crashed into the parade goers and uh, that official also spoke on condition of anonymity. The city of Waukesha says at least 40 people were hurt including 11 children. They're also saying they don't know the full extent of the injuries because many people have been taking themselves to hospitals. Police say the red SUV bashed through barricades before accelerating down the parade path, appearing to hit members of a dance team, a marching band, and more. An officer fired his gun at the suspect's car in an effort to stop the massacre. The sounds of gunfire, though, of course, sent more panic through the crowd. Police say no bystanders were hurt as a result. And, you know, we got to talk about some tough issues or tough things to talk about. Sorry for the noise in the background, having some construction done on the house. But um, I just got to get this off my chest because I'm going to explode if I don't ask somebody at least. Why? You know, I understand what happened in Buffalo. Is, there's no other way to explain it other than evil. And to be honest with you, my viewers, you know, it's led me to jump into where I believe uh, my religion is. Now, this isn't a, oh, do I believe in God or not? Because I do, I believe, but I have a belief in a creator. And I don't know if necessarily what is written in the Bible by man is exactly what transpired. I don't trust man because man has, for uh, the history of the earth, lied, been deceitful, full of sin, and so on and so forth. But my bigger point is, is that these Buffalo tragedies get blown up. You see it on the news. Our politicians come out. They want new legislation. We need new gun laws. We need this. We need that. Vote for me. I will stop this. This won't happen. But I know for a fact, and I use Philadelphia as an example, is because that's where I'm from. That's where the people I love are from. So when I see these crime rates just soaring through the roof, I worry, I get anxious, and I have anxiety about the loved ones that are in these communities just trying to live, survive, and get on. So I'm not your stereotypical conservative uh, I would say I'm more of a moderate because I understand some of the issues in these communities. I understand some of the effects of policies that are happening in these communities. I understand that they want people who happen to look like me to believe that this system is out to get them so they don't even bother to try to get anywhere. Then the competition is eliminated. And I can't help but believe that this is on purpose because these people that are leading our country, and I mean from state, local, and federal authorities, the people that are running these our countries, our states, they're supposed to be the most educated, the best of the best, the smartest, and know everything. 
So I don't understand why a city like Philadelphia can have huge funding to their educational system, but still have some of the lowest test scores in the country. I don't understand. I don't understand why when a kid gets shot on the way home with his mother just from school and he gets a bullet in the face, you don't hear anything about it. That's just another day in the hood. Niggas killing niggas. And I don't even like to use that word, but I need to emphasize the point I'm trying to make. Why is it when black people kill black people, nobody gives a fuck? Or if white people kill white people, nobody gives a fuck. Why is that? And you can't, I can't help but think that it's not on purpose or on accident. Excuse me. Meaning, why is there an abortion clinic in every fucking urban city? That's the first thing I saw when I first went home was a Planned Parenthood abortion clinic. Now, whether or not it performed abortions, I do not know, but I would assume so. Then I saw a liquor store. Then I saw some homeless. But why is it okay for black people to kill black people? And for me to say that is wrong, I'm an Uncle Tom. (laughs) I don't care about black people. How is that? How is that? Because I'm saying the fucking tough part out loud that you won't because you really don't care. You just want to further your own initiative. Patrice Cullors, Al Sharpton, Ben Crump. You guys don't care. BLM. You know, I'd like to see somebody get so wound up like they do for abortion and taking life I'd like to see somebody that riled up defend innocent life and innocent victims that are killed and gunned down every day every 15 seconds somebody is shot in the urban area every 15 seconds let's count one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen that's another person that just died in the city that you will never hear about you will never see on the news and no one will ever talk about it But if that person was killed by a white person, it'd be flashing across the news screen, breaking news. It is time for people to realize that all lives matter, period. You don't get the, who are we to pick and choose who gets to live or not? We're not the creator. We are not God. We do not choose. We let it play out. If they survive, survival of the fittest, that's exactly why that exists. Survival of the fittest. So then we can mentally accept when somebody doesn't make it or succeed. Survival of the fittest. Mother's nature's way of weaning out the weak. Weaning out the sick. Shooting people is not the way to do it. 
aborting people is not the way to do it. And I don't care what anybody says about me. I want those lives saved. And that's why I say these issues. And I understand that we will never have a perfect world or any perfect solution. But we need to at least admit that this is a fucking problem. I should not fear going home to where I am from because somebody who I am could have been, should have been, doesn't value life because they feel that they have no other choice because the situation is so dire, so dire that they have no other choice but to take what they're going to get in this world. And we need to change that mindset. I had that mindset, that criminal mindset. Well, fuck it. The man's out to get me anyways. Everything I do is going to be fucked because I'm not meant to win. The system's set up against me. And that's not the fucking case. We're not victims. We've been in this fight since the beginning. And our ancestors would look at us as a generation, which we will all be viewed under one light one day. And I will stand by. We need to stop inner city violence and all violence. We need to stop illegal gun trafficking across our southern border. You hear these politicians scream about gun legislation. There's enough laws on the books that you can stop these crimes. There's enough technology on the books that the law enforcement is allowed to use if our leaders are backing them up, but they are not. They are tying their hands behind their back and then telling them, oh, we need more laws. You know why they want more laws? So they can restrict our freedom even more because they don't respect the Bill of Rights. They don't respect the Constitution. They don't respect your right to have religion. They don't respect your right to have a safe and valuable home and to protect your property. They don't respect it and they don't respect us. This is why it is time for young people to step up and grab the reins of leadership from these old, these old, elderly, decrepit, no good politicians that will never live to see the outcomes of their decisions. So therefore, they make these decisions with no accountability and they make these decisions of who is giving them money. Notice the abortion gets fucking News everywhere. You got people that are willing to lose their fucking jobs to leak this shit because they know if the media just gets a sniff of it and all these crazy abortions get a sniff of it, it will be fucking hell. You got people showing up to Brett Kavanaugh's house, Amy Comey Barrett, and all the Supreme Court justices. You have black people actively, actively attacking people like Clarence Thomas, who I look up to, thank you very much, the first black American on the Supreme Court justice. Yes, I said the first black Supreme Court justice is Clarence Thomas, not this Jackson radical leftist that Biden has picked. Nobody talks about him because he doesn't go with the party line. He doesn't believe what you tell him to believe. He doesn't live up to the bigotry of your low expectations. And now, and neither will I, neither will I. And no one that listens to me will either because this isn't about color. It just happens to be what I am talking about. 
but it goes for all Americans, all of our freedoms. If one of us are violated of our freedom, we all are. If one of us is mistreated and violence happens to us, that's happened to all of us. If a small business gets rioted and looted because there's dark money within our politics, it happens to all of us. I have a daughter who is watching the world through these innocent eyes, and I would give to have those eyes again and not see the truth. But the truth is that black people do not value black people. They say they do, but they don't with their actions because you see it. When I turn on the music, what do I see? I see half-naked bitches talking about WAP. WAP. What is WAP? I don't need to say it. But is that respecting black women? When you hear men talk about hoes and bitches and W-H-O-R-E's and all those degrading words, is that respecting black women or women, period? When you treat her like a object rather than a human being with emotion. You know, the Bible says that woman is made from man. That's why there's man in her name. And I believe we should treat her as if she is one of us because she is. Except for the amazing gift that they have been blessed with to give life. No, men cannot give birth. Show me a man who gives birth, and I will pay you the rest of my life. This is the problem. Black people do not value black people, so therefore, how do you expect some racist, or not even a racist, somebody who is ignorant to different people, in the middle of nowhere, he's never been around anybody else, he's never experiencing anything different, he's just ignorant. He has a different perception because he's never had to perceive things through the eyes that we do. But what do you think they think when they see this shit? They're like, wow, you got almost 500 homicides alone in Philadelphia this year alone, and you're going to ask people, you're going to demand that white people atone for their uh, ancestral wrongdoings? You're going to tell these people to donate? to Black Lives Matter while black people are gunning black people down in the street and tell them that all black lives matter. Like that's so hypocritical and bullshit. I care about the innocent bystander rather than the gang member who actively made a decision, made a knowing decision and gave his consent to the violence of the drug game when he started selling drugs. A innocent child on his way home from school is the most innocent creature on this planet. A young trying to whisper, uh, further their knowledge of this world. And he gets killed for that? No, I will not stand by and be quiet. I want these crimes to have the same attention as these abortion zealots do. I want it to have the same passion, the same money donated to the cause, and I want true leadership to stand up and say all violence is wrong. It's time. 
if you want to call me an Uncle Tom, I'm an Uncle Tom. So be it. You want to call me, I ain't uh, pro-black, then so be it. I've been kicked out of black groups because I don't believe with the thought of reparation because I'm not a selfish fuck and just want the money. I believe that we are a country and one family under God or whatever your creator is. We don't have biases. I don't judge anybody for being different and I have no animosity against anybody for being different. All I ask is for you to see the facts, see the truth and see it for what it is. Don't trust the media. Don't trust the news. Don't trust Fox News. Don't trust ABC. Get the facts yourself. See it with your own eyes. Do not trust the media apparatus of this fucking country. They want to sow division, whether it's Fox News, CNN, all of them. They are all biased to their point of views. You have to seek for the facts today in the most commonsensical, possible, realistic way you can. Double check yourself, fact check it, ask about it, talk about these issues, bounce ideas off somebody else. You'd be surprised about what the person next to you may know when we aren't spent hating each other. But I, I just gotta I just gotta ask this question. If America is so bad, America's so racist, then why are we having the influx of illegal immigration that we are seeing? Besides the fact of legislation and this administration's complete failure and lack of duty to fulfill, fulfill his constitution, constitutional duties and oath to us, the American people, to protect and keep our border sovereign, which it is not. You got people flying all over the country. Every state's a border state. And I hate using cliche talking points like that, but it is true. Westchester, New York's getting busloads of illegal immigrants. They're hiding from the news cameras. Why are they hiding? I don't know either. But it's a question you should ask of our leaders. That's all I'm saying. If I'm wrong for asking the questions, then so fucking be it. Like, sue me. But I'm going to ask the tough questions and I'm going to be a sword in the thighs of these crazies who do not think with common sense. Because here at Crosstalk, what do we do? We make common sense common again. Thank you very much. And I'm going to end it on this. I'm going to let you hear the words of the leader of this country, apparently, and word only, Joe Biden. And he is going to hit on exactly what I say. So please, I don't ask you to believe everything that I believe. And I am aware that I do not know the answer to everything. And I do not know everything. But I promise you, if it's something that I am discussing on this platform that I am creating, so then people who have common sense can have a voice and a place to express their point of view and to fight back this tyrannical government that has grown too big and restore the power to the people. He's going to say legislation. We need gun legislation. We need to stop how people think. We need to uh, end this race theory shit. No, man. 
No, you are using that for your political game because that's the political point of view of your party. And if it was a Republican, it would be vice versa. And we play this game. I'm not playing the game. I see it for what it is, and I will call it out. And I will show you, in their own words, the hypocrisy and the absolute disregard for us, the American people. I will catch you on the other side. I know tragedy will come again. It cannot be forever overcome. It cannot be fully understood either. But there are certain things we can do. We can keep assault weapons off our streets. We've done it before. I did it when we passed the crime bill last time. And violence went down. Shootings went down. You can't prevent people from being radicalized to violence. But we can address the relentless exploitation of the Internet to recruit and mobilize terrorism. We just need to have the courage to do that, to stand up. My message was they're going to be paying for a long while, but there will get to the point where something will open a closet door or they'll ride by a park or they'll eat their favorite ice cream and they'll think of the, the person they lost and they'll smile before they cry. And that's when they know you're going to make it. Until then, you're not sure. But it will happen. It'll come. I believe anybody who echoes the replacement is to blame, not for this particular crime, but it's, it's for no purpose, no purpose, except profit and or political benefit. And it's wrong. It's just simply wrong. What more can you do on guns via executive action? Not much on executive action. I've got to convince the Congress that we should go back to what I passed years ago. I mean, who in God? Well, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. What's your, what, is, what is your thoughts about next steps in Congress? Do you think there's an opportunity or a prospect for more movement there? The answer is going to be very difficult. It's going to be very difficult. But I'm not going to give up trying. Well, we have enough laws on the books to deal with what's going on now. We just have to, we have to deal with it. Look, part of what the country has to do is look in the mirror and face the reality. We have a problem with domestic terror. It's real. I know you don't want to hear me, not you, people don't want to hear me saying it. They say, well, he's the president, he's a Democrat. He's, but that's what the intelligence community's been saying. That's what the military's been saying for a long time. There's nothing new about this. Nothing new about this. And look, there's a lot of people like this murderer who committed this act who are just deranged, who are who are susceptible, who are who are just uh, lost and, and don't know what to do. And they're easily taken, they're easily sucked in. And it's gotta stop. We have to admit it. I don't know why we don't admit what the hell's going on. Anyway. Thank you very much. You're so to switch it up a little bit, I want to discuss, as I said, the Roe vs. Wade and how activism is being used in the wrong way. 
when you are actively preaching violence as this woman is the leader of the women's march that was in washington dc this past weekend as she is obviously agitating for violence that is more of a commendable act than i view than the speech on january 6th because they said peacefully protest hear your voice shit like that i mean someone looking with it with a microphone could say you know that's agitating and maybe so right but you cannot say in the same light that this woman is not doing the same thing and with the history of recent riots due to severe activism agitation along with weak political leaders fanning the fumes, getting out of hand and destroying our communities that we live in. They live in private communities with their private security or on an island with their millions of dollars that they stolen from us. So they don't care. Cori Bush will actively say, she deserves protection, you don't. What she's doing important, what we don't do, or what we're doing is not important. That's their view of us. They say the quiet part out loud. Now, please, just listen to this interview and tell me that this is the magnifying glass you want people in the future to look back on us, on history, and say, you know what? I'm proud to say I was whatever, whatever on this position. I, I don't think so. And even morally cautiously for my own moral compass it's not right life is life in my opinion and even if the woman doesn't want the child still give birth to it and give it the chance children don't ask to be here no they do not and if anybody knows that it is me but I would not stand with this woman and neither should you Please check a listen. Bans off our bodies. Today is day one of an uprising to protect abortion rights. It is day one of our feminist future. And it is day one of a summer of rage where we will be ungovernable. I will see you in the streets across America this summer continuing to fight. That is ahead of the Women's March and a rally for abortion rights in Washington on Saturday, promising more protests after the leak of the draft of the Supreme Court opinion that would overturn Roe v. Wade. Now the Homeland Security Department is preparing for the possibility that violence could happen over uh, the course of the summer. Today, Oklahoma lawmakers passed the strictest abortion ban in the country. It makes exceptions only to save a woman's life and for rape and incest reported to law enforcement. I'm joined now by Women's March Executive Director Rachel O'Leary Carmona. Uh, thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. So t tell me what you mean, Rachel, when you talk about a summer of rage, and what is what do you mean when you say we will be ungovernable? Well, I think it's fair to say that women are angry. Um, you saw that over the weekend um, with over 450 marches and certainly turnout in excess of 30 to 40,000 in D.C. And so um, we're going to channel that rage into action as we have done over the last five years of Women's March um, you know, advocacy. And that means taking to the streets, protesting, talking to our elected officials, um, and certainly taking our power to the polls. But when you say ungovernable, what, is, what does that mean? Are you... Are you 
ask, telling people that they need to stay within the law or that they should be outside of the law when you say ungovernable? I mean, in our opinion, the Supreme Court's uh, leaked draft indicates that the Supreme Court itself is putting women of this country on a crash course with the law. We do know that um, the legal status of abortions actually doesn't have much of an impact on how many abortions are provided. And so when women have to make a choice between an unjust law and deciding when and how to have a family, um, including you know no, no carve-outs or exceptions for issues of rape or incest or things like that, um, you know we are going to make sure that folks get the abortion care that they need um, in whatever way that we can. And that means building power electorally, um, taking our power to the polls, um, and it means building power locally, um, as we've done for the last five years. Well, well, let me ask you this. You say vote and make your voice heard. Does that apply to everyone in the country? Because that's what, when you overturn Roe v. Wade, you're putting it back to the states, in which case people in those states are, you know, they vote on a referendum or they vote for their, um, you know, for their, the people who are representing them. And in some states, people don't want to have abortion legal or in many states, um, they want it to be 15 weeks or 20 weeks, which is four plus months into a pregnancy. So should those votes be heard as well? I'm really glad that you brought this question up because I think that there's a question, a, a problem with the way that we talk about this. Over 90% of Democrats uh, do not want Roe versus Wade overturned, and that's probably surprising to no one. But also over 50% of Republicans don't either, and over 80% of independents. And so when we talk about this, we're not talking about you know folks who have been outvoted. We're talking about a super majority of Americans the, whose will is being subverted. By but why not just let them vote in their states? Why not let them vote? Because You've got 54% who think that they don't want to see any abortion after 15 weeks. And you're right, even in our Fox polls, we show let it stand at 63%. But when you go beyond the question, when you go past the point where you say to people, it's been around for 50 plus years, do you think it should stand? I think most people say, oh yeah, it should stand. Then when you get more specific and you say, should someone be allowed to have an abortion after 15 weeks, four plus months of pregnancy, they say, uh, no, that should not be allowed to happen. Well, you bring up two questions there, and they're two separate questions. The first question is, I think, around voting. And we've seen, um, you know, in many different states across the country, um, you know, attacks on voting rights and things like that. And so if we have an opportunity to vote in a fair election where everybody has equal access, I think that, you know, that would be different. But we have to understand the connection between the um, attacks on voting rights, the attack on abortion rights as part of, you know, a, a broader um, campaign and strategy. And so I think that's that's one piece. But I think the second piece here is that there are... So wait a second, um, you're saying that we can't trust here. any of our voting systems, so we, we can't allow no. people to have that choice to vote on it? Because you have questions. I no, mean, I'm, you're saying, saying, I'm <laughs> saying that the voting rights have been attacked in the same way that abortion rights have been attacked. And so when we're talking about a vote, the, the, the piece here is that this legislation um, and the decision of Roe versus Wade is being handled in a way that takes the democratically expressed vote out of it. It's going through courts that have been packed by specifically Republican candidates, and, and it's not representative of a majority of Americans, including those, a majority those of Republicans. Courts, you know, when, when you, you know, when we have a justice, right, who's nominated by a president, right, then you have senators who come together to advise and consent on that nomination. Those 
those senators are voted by people in states all across the country. And, and as I said, you say vote and make your choice, your choice heard. So, well, you can't say vote and make your voice heard and then say, but if, if people are opposed to the way you want them to vote, that their vote isn't going to count because of other grievances that you have. It's either vote and make your voice heard I actually think that and you allow can. the American that you people to say. do that or not. I think that you can say that we have to go over and above the obstacles that have been put in front of us and the difficulty to vote. And I think what that difficulty? if we were not, um, if we were aligned and if we were really um, serious about letting folks, you know, have their voices heard, we could have a day off for voting. We would have more access to voting. We would have mail-in voting or different ways that we know has worked for, you know, other countries and certainly ways that we saw work during the pandemic. And Whoa, so I don't Jesus. think it's a serious argument to say You're that we're going to take back to the states, specifically on a day where a state like Oklahoma has all but banned abortion starting from the day of conception. Well, that may so be how, people, that may be how people want to vote in Oklahoma. And don't you think if that's how they vote and they choose their elected officials and they press the lever that says that that's what they want, that they should be allowed to have that representation if that's what the state of Oklahoma wants to vote for? In, a, in an election that is not ger with gerrymandered elections and that we're not... You can't pick and choose. You're either going to say you. vote and make your voice heard or, <laughs> you know, either you're in favor of democracy... Oh, I'm vote. Everyone should vote. Okay. Everyone should vote and everyone should make their voice heard. And at the same time, we can recognize that those votes are happening inside of a system that is imperfect um, and that specifically targets communities of color and poor people um, and, and, you know, increasingly making it difficult for women um, to get out and vote. So... We can hold both of those things to be true, actually. They're not mutually exclusive. We can say everyone should absolutely vote, and it's harder for some people to vote than others. Okay. Um, well, we will see, you know, if this happens, what happens when it goes back to the states and what these, what the American people want state by state. Uh, they will have that. They will have that choice, and they will have that option. Um, I hope you'll come back because this is it's an important conversation, and I appreciate you being here, Rachel. Thank you. I was born with crack cocaine in my bloodstream before I ever had a sip of my mother's milk or before I ever had a bottle full of formula. That is the difficult thing for me to say out loud and to let you know, but I say it because I want to emphasize the seriousness that I view this topic with. Because what the left is telling us and what these pro-abortion zealots are telling us that I should not be here. And I'm sorry to say, even though I was born in extreme poverty, even though I was born and my drug-addicted mother collapsed my lungs and I almost died, I'm still glad that I'm here. I'm glad they didn't abort me. And I think anybody who has life feels the same way that is. I don't understand some of these people's position, how they can blindly say, well, because it could cause poverty, you shouldn't have a child. So you should have the right to eliminate that child. And I don't think along those lines. And it's not a, it's not a, oh, I want to control what women can do. <laughs> Excuse me. It's not, oh, I want to control what women can do with their body type of thing. The woman is still in control of her body. She has made full and willing consent in a normal relationship, a physical relationship, to have consensual sex. One percent, 
1% is the average rate of rape and incest that are done for abortion. 1%. Let's give it two to say I'm wrong. Is that a high enough proportion to give a free card to anybody to just eliminate life for any fucking reason that they want? So I apologize. Today's episode is a little bit longer than normal. But I felt like some of these issues needed a little more context. I hope you follow and listen through. I just want to end it with this. For all the women out there that feel like their right is being trampled upon and that this is unprecedented and never should happen, I just want to adequately explain what the Supreme Court Justice leaked memo would do if enacted. But I also want to say that I'm a father to a little girl a beautiful little girl that I am raising on my own. And I have looked myself in the mirror and asked myself, this little girl who I have the highest expectations for, whether they are too high or not, that's another conversation. But I love her more than I love my own self. And that is a true statement. I would give my life to ensure hers without second thought. And I know most and all parents would do the same thing. But if she came home, which she will not, because she knows the consequences of her actions, which is my responsibility to do as her parent. But if she came home at 16 years old and is everything I know, the number one cause of poverty is having a child out of wedlock, not finishing your education, not getting a uh, degree and furthering your job advancements. It is a big blemish or it's a big obstacles, excuse me. It's an obstacle that you create for yourself and making it more difficult to achieve success within this country. Knowing all that, if she came home at 16 years old and said, Dad, I am pregnant, I would look her in the face with tears in my eyes and disappointment in my heart for the choices that she had made and tell her that she is giving that child a chance because she knew that having a relationship with a man in a sexual manner, the possibility of it leading to pregnancy and life is there. And she made her choice when she chose to do that. Now, if she comes home and was raped, I would bring her right to the clinic, to the doctor, to her main physician, and we would terminate that life due to it not being normal. Or if it threatened her life to give birth to that child, 
Same thing. I am okay with that. I view it as a medical procedure to correct some of the evil that is on this earth. And that is the way science and advancement in science by man should be used for good. To combat evil. Yes. As much as possible, we should always do that. But I end you with this. Abortion is not a contraception. It is not a birth control. It is a termination of life. The day after pill is to stop your body from the natural process of turning that semen into a life. So I end you with this clip. I heard this and it hit me and it's like, wow. How can they say these things with a straight face? And remember, if you like what you hear, hit that like button, subscribe, donate, Support local content. We cannot trust Fox News. We cannot trust CBS, ABC, CNN, MSNBC. Because if you notice in the interview that I played for you or, or earlier of the Women March activist leader, the interviewer says to her, "Um, what are you going to do if this uh, is overturned and overruled. Like, that's not what's happening with Roe versus Wade. They are removing it from the federal government and bringing it back to the state. So, therefore, it is more for are we the people to make the decision in our individual states, which do have their own sovereignties, which some people do not want to respect anymore. They want to think the federal government is the be-all, end-all, and that's not the way this government is meant to work. And it should have never gone up to the federal government. It should have been always a state issue. Something like that, you want the people to have the most impact on the decision-making. So therefore, we can't turn and rebel against the system saying the system forces upon us, which is what some people would prefer. I don't. I want each state to decide. So therefore, us in Vermont, even if, even if, say, uh, the federal government said that abortion's illegal, right? Which is not what's happening. It's just removing it back to the state, and the government's going to shut the fuck up. Like what they should do. I hate to tell some of you millennials and real young people that the government isn't the answer for every question or problem that we have. But back to my point, the federal government is removing it back to the state. So therefore, us in Vermont, say the federal government did ban abortion, Vermont has it protected in the state constitution. You would never have to worry about not being able to abort your child. Educate yourself. Learn what's going on. Don't listen to the news apparatus. Listen to fair and equal and few honest people will tell you the truth. And you can see the truth with your own eyes. You can see the facts. You can see how the facts line up to make sense. Nothing about this is about women's not being able to do it. They're not eliminating your right to vote, are they? If it's about your right to choose, then you better make sure that you're on the polls in August. 
that you're in the polls in November and you're voting. Don't just sit there and run your lips. You actively have to get pro be a part of the civil process of governance. You can't just scream from the sidelines saying, nah, 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 nah. it doesn't work that way. You actively have to be involved and believe in the principle of these governments for it to work adequately. And that's the problem, I think, in today's world. We believe that everything should be here now and this way. So let's, you know, I just, I just think it's so funny. I ask myself this, my body, my choice but that doesn't count if it's a vaccine. My body, my choice, but what are we gonna do when a murderer uses this as defense in a murder trial? I know it sounds outlandish, but a man could be a woman and a man can give birth today. And two years ago, that wasn't possible. But I end it with this. I'm just asking the question and I leave it with these two clips. One is an explanation on protection. And then one is how far the political left has gone with this very issue. Just so many, not that long ago in the clip is Pelosi, Obama, Clinton, both of them, and their positions on this issue of abortion. And I think you'll be surprised of where they've come and where they are. Thank you. I'm out. This is Crosstalk, and I've been your host, J.B. Cross. We protect turtle eggs. Turtles, if you destroy a turtle egg, it's a federal offense with a very big fine. If you destroy an eagle egg... It's a very big offense with a federal fine. Do you find that odd? And I'm just in dialogue with this person. Do you find that odd that in federal law, we protect an eagle egg, acknowledging that's an eagle inside that egg, and we protect a turtle egg, saying we acknowledge that's a turtle inside that egg, but we allow the destruction of children. And to my shock, they responded, well, turtles and eagles are endangered reduce the number of abortions in this country. I want to reduce them, and I, I think they should be rare. No funds could go to organizations that, in the course of family planning, advocate, promote, or perform abortions. I agree with him. With respect to partial birth abortion, uh, I am completely supportive of a ban on late-term abortions, partial birth or otherwise. We can support a woman's right to choose that makes abortion safe, legal, and rare.